So is this a festival or a cult? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds a little cultish. It's It does sound that way a little bit, but um, I think everybody's going home and, and not drinking Kool-Aid. Hello, brand marketers, agencies, vendors, mom and dad. Welcome to the latest episode of Catalyst, the podcast that brings you the latest trends in experiential marketing. I'm Kate Romano, Director of Marketing here at Kramer. And I'm Joe Lovett, Director of Strategic Planning. So in each episode, we'll discuss one emerging trend that will make your brand experience memorable. Are you ready, Trendy Joseph? (laughs) (laughs) I am, very formal. Let's go! All right, Joe, what's this week's emerging trend? All right, Kate. So I know you always get invited to the best possible parties, barbecues, soirees. I do. Yes, I I knew that about you. Uh, But there is such a thing as invite-only events that might not include you, as a matter of fact. And, you know, and we know this from birthday parties growing up. Not everybody gets invited. And this is certainly yeah, they isn't have a new to. thing. They, is that true? It's a millennial thing. Wow. Everybody has to be invited in the classroom. Everyone in the classroom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Boys and girls? No, like if, you can, if you're going to invite just girls, you can I do see. that. Now, what if there's kids from the other class that are friends with your child? Do you, you have to invite inv- the, old, the whole other no. class too? No, but it's about being inclusive. Ah, Everyone gets an award. Yes. Celebration of mediocrity. Okay. So um, I didn't know that, but thank, see, you learned something new here so on the podcast. events are going the opposite way is what you're trying to say. Uh, that's exactly right. In our adult world where not everybody does get a medal and not everybody wins, um, we do have invite-only events. And these are, these are going on as, as long as uh, events have been happening or parties have been thrown. We've got Amazon Secret invite-only Mars Robot event. We've got the Further Future event that requires an invite. And really what this is about is, and I get this, right? Brand marketers want to choose their audiences a lot of time. Maybe you're going after um, CIOs only or maybe just CIOs of Fortune 500 companies, you know, if you're B2B marketers. And you want to have— Right, they're expensive to put on, so you might as well have exactly who it is you want there. That's right. These are expensive to put on. You want real business outcomes out of them. You want— People maybe that have never been there before. You want your influences. You want your, uh, you know, you want your other executive sort of decision makers. But what we're now seeing is there's this twist on this um, invite-only trend. It's actually the rise of what they're calling an application-required event. So a couple examples. TED has famously uh, required uh, an application to attend its conferences. Uh, you know, the TED Global, TED Women, or TED 2018. And they actually say uh, on their website, the reason that they do this is to actively seek out leading thinkers, doers, thinkers and doers across a wide range of fields. So they're doing it for a specific reason, like we just talked about. They want people that are really kind of into the event. And really where we're seeing this is in festivals. So there's a festival called Form in uh, Arizona. It's this music and arts festival, and it was actually created by the music group 100 Waters. And attendees actually go and submit an application, and the application actually asks them to describe their inspirations and so that they're able to attend this festival, which is held in the eco-city of Arcosani in Arizona. And only 1,500 attendees are selected, but once you are selected, the admission is free. Why do you think a music festival would do that? Is it because they want to create the sense of community and they want people to— to have a lot in common, or is it is it they think that certain people will um, will represent them better on social media? Like, 
why is it that they're going to hand select these people I to think, go to a music festival? I think in this case, you know, because it is about sort of achieving this like, you know, maybe a bit higher level and it is in this eco city and things like that. I think they are looking for people with similar, you know, inspirations. I mean, not not vanilla that everyone's got the same inspiration, but that they they do have a reason for their going and the reasons are, you know, pure and good. And now we all know that, you know, we can fudge what inspires right. us, but you know, asking something that's fairly simple and and just seeing what comes out of somebody, somebody that didn't take a long time putting something down versus somebody that actually really thought about it, maybe had a personal story, you know, are going to be the ones that bubble to the top. So I think it is kind of creating this, because it is this more aspirational event, creating people that share that vision and, and really want to help achieve that thing through their their own personality and, and their own vision. So it's about community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really think it's, yeah, getting the right, you know, the right people there. Another example is uh, A-Fest, uh, Mind Valley's A-Fest, and they basically call themselves a curated community. Uh, they have attendees from 50-plus countries. They gather each year to really what they call explore personal transformation. So you're supposed to come out of this experience a different person than you were when you entered it. Uh, the festival calls its attendees tribe, tribe members, and they have an application because they want to ensure that everybody holds similar values and a shared mission. So is this a festival or a cult? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds a little cultish. It's It does sound that way a little bit, but um, it is a festival. Okay. In fact, yes. Uh, so the next uh, the next uh, big event is in November in Jamaica. However, you know, as I mentioned, they do have these uh, they do have these meetups throughout the year. And then once you are part of this community, you get access to a private Facebook group, and you just you know you you are part of the community and part of the tribe, and it's it's something that stays with you, and you kind of have this insider track to a community that just a lot of people both don't know about and both are excluded from. And because that community is is selected, it's a reflection of the AFest, their brand and their identity. That's that's a great that's a great point. And I think you could get into sort of potentially uh, brand damaging territory there when you're selecting the quote unquote right people. Right. You know, so it's a it's a it's really a fine line, which is why transparency is of of what you're looking for in your application is really tantamount mm -hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna do uh, something like this. And then um finally uh OpenCon, which is this organization that supports open access to research and educational materials and, and things like that, uh, they're also out there creating this this event community. And they're also doing this year-round. So one of the things that they do is, similar to AFEST, they're bringing together this diverse representative, this really highly engaged group of participants, and they want to actually do it throughout the year because they recognize that because part of their mission, not everybody has that funding to travel to a singular event, the cost of travel, hotel stays, you know, uh, finding time, things like that. So... Uh, that, that is the reason that they want the application and to create this diverse uh, community of individuals and that they do have it all over the world so it's very easily accessible, much like their mission. So that those are a couple great examples um, of this. I think, as you said, Kate, you know, getting the right people to your event, you know, whether it's a mix of uh, diversity, 
whether it's a mix of sort of first timers that are like all agog and, and really experiencing it for the first time versus veterans versus those people that are actually going to go out there and, and spread the word via, you know, the, if that's the objective via right. social media, getting those types of people all in the same experience together can create a better experience for everyone. Right. And and most people will tell you that the the most valued thing at a conference or at a festival is the networking That's right. and the socialization that goes behind it and, and creating those um, contacts. And and I think when you when you select a group, whether it's very diverse or very like-minded in their values and what inspires them, then that makes that experience that much more valuable. That's right. That's exactly right. And, you know, I will say, you know, I know a lot of people listening to this and certainly Kramer, we do a lot of B2B events, right? So we do 5,000 person user conferences and you think to yourself, well, wait a minute, I can't just I just can't create exclusive invites. Right. How do you go about yeah, that? Yeah. Why would you do that? That's right. You know, you could create exclusive. We, we do it for, as I said, CIO conferences or forums or CHRO or something like that where you're really targeting a specific type of person. But when we add applications to the mix, it's already hard enough to get especially users to um, that are external to the brand or to the company to get them to actually – come and, 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 you know, and, and spend the time and, and uh, out of the office yeah, out and of the, the expense office associated that, with it. Exactly. Yep. But adding an application to it, you know, are you creating a different barrier there? Right. Is than, it a deterrent? That's right. That's right. So, you know, one thought that, that we have is, could you potentially do a, a, a conference within a conference or, or something like that? Could you send out an application to a specific number, let them know it's exclusive, you know, ask them to fill out an application. They don't have to, but if they do, they get maybe access to uh, something at your event. Or, right. You maybe know. it's like a, a VIP experience within the event that everybody's – That's in, right. Everybody's invited, but there's this sort of VIP um, experience that only a handful of select people can attend. That's exactly right because I think one of the things that you're doing is – on one hand, from a marketing standpoint, you're putting up a barrier, and it, our marketers try to remove as many barriers as possible. However, if you fill out an application and put some thought into it, that you're getting a very engaged individual. You're getting a thoughtful individual. You're getting an engaged individual, and 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 you could potentially know their motivations and their attitudes and things like that, depending on the type of questions you ask in your application. So I think those things could be really interesting data points. And, exactly. and really interesting people for a B2B conference to have and to know about and to give potentially a VIP experience to. Right. And from the attendee perspective, it's like this experience must be so amazing that That's I right. have to apply to be accepted into it. That's right. You know, I got to f- find out what this is about. So as an event planner, just making sure you live up to those expectations. If, if you're making this application only, it sure. better be unforgettable. That's right. And, and, you know, we have, you know, we know that the the world is really turned by social media these days and finding your advocates is really difficult. This may be a way to actually go and find your advocates, to find those that are leaning in, to find those that are driven by the right motivations. And if you can find them, you know, what a great way that you can bring them into the brand fold, right? You know, share with them potentially new updates, uh, have them go out and share things on, you know, their social media or within their their circles and things like that. And it could be a really great way to find those advocates and, and nurture them and, and get them to amplify your brand even more. Yeah. This is a very 
interesting trend, Joe. I'm glad you thought so, Kate. No problem at all. And I hope you get invited to that next uh, great party. I hope so. I hope I do not have to fill out an application. But (laughs) um, All right, listeners, if you have a question, feedback, or a trend you want to share, we'd love to hear from you. Email the team, that's one word, at Kramer.com, C-R-A-M-E-R. So email the team at Kramer.com or find us on Twitter with the handle WeAreKramer. That's a wrap. 